if you're in sales long enough and you can close deals, at some point you're going to be recruited. And the recruiter is going to put some shiny things in front of you, but it may come down to you don't know what to ask, you don't know what to do, and you could accept a bad job you should have never taken. So what do you do? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from Haleiwa Ali'i Beach Park. You know, they used to film Baywatch here, and this is one of the stops for the Billabong Triple Pro. Awesome day today. A little bit of wind. There's some people on the beach, so I am in the wild. You may hear some noise in the background. Birds chirping, people walking by. There's a dude over here playing with his dog. Today's topic, today's topic is a good one. It's how to prepare to be recruited. And if you're good at sales, it's not a matter of if, if it's a matter of when. And you're going to be approached especially, especially if you're good at sales. And the thing for you to recognize is that when you're being recruited, your recruitment is a sales process. You are being sold to. It's a presentation. And, you know, when you think about it, when you think about sales processes and events that you're going through, you have a different view on the way that you listen to what's going on. So there's times where people have tried to recruit me and say, hey, Scott, we want you. We want you on our team. You know, you're like, uh, you're the guy that we want. And it's funny because like somebody will refer me and I will sit down and, you know, it can be a consulting gig and people will start talking to me and sharing things with me. And I, I met with a person recently and they told me how they, they treated people. And I said, you know what, this is a recruitment sales process. And if this is your sales presentation, I'm not buying it. I don't want it. So you do have to be aware on both sides. There, There's good and there's bad. And to begin with, you are going to be told everything is good and everything is perfect. And of course it is. It's a sales process. But here's, here's the thing for you to watch out for. Too much upside. Too much upside. If the upside is sold really more than anything else, there's a sign that there could be a problem. I'm not saying that there is. And what I mean by upside is like all the things that could happen in the future. So let's say a startup comes to you and says, hey, sales dude, hey, sales chick, we want you to come work with us. And, you know, maybe the pay isn't that good for right now, but the upside is that there's stock options. The upside is that, you know, you get to build your own territory. The upside. And so, like, the more that people start bringing up the upside in a recruitment process, the more I start thinking, okay, there's all these things cool going on, but where's the money? Where's the outcome? What's the thing that's going to happen? So I'm not saying it's an absolute, and this this really does need to come down to your decision, but when you start getting recruited and the upside conversation is here's all the cool things that you could, could is the magic word, could get, there's possibly an issue there. And 
when you think about the interactions that you have, people who are selling hope may be trying to just sell you a dream. And it, hey, by all means, there are gigs, there are deals where you go in and you don't make a ton of money and there is a ton of upside. If that's what you're looking for, yeah, fantastic. Take a look at it, evaluate it, you know, make your decision based upon that information. Now, I got to say, I wish I would have recognized this upside pattern earlier on in my sales process because there's a couple times where I've been recruited and I've made mistakes. You know, things didn't work out. Things didn't go the way that they should have. I didn't ask enough questions. I didn't, I didn't search. You know, I was excited to get out of a situation that I was in. And so, like, if this is you and you're like, hey, I'm being recruited and I'm being courted right now, you know, if you really do want to get out of a situation, you may not be thinking of all the questions that you should be asking that are really going to make a difference for you in, in the long run, that are really going to help you out to decide, like, look, is this really the right thing that I should be doing? Because there is a point where you should be willing to say, no, this isn't the right thing. It's not what I want to do. And, and when we talk about too much upside, it could be uh, desperation to cover up what's really going on. In the recruiting world, it's the equivalent of a hard sell. So, like, you know, when you're when you're taking a look and somebody's coming to you and, and they're stroking your ego and you're the guy that I want or you're the girl that I want and you have all these good things going for you. Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. But just know that sometimes that ego stroke plus all of the promises that are being made plus all of the upside may not be the right thing for you. Once again, it may be the best thing for you, but this is a conversation that, that nobody says, hey, look, I want you to be able to evaluate somebody coming in and saying, I want to recruit you. I have this belief that if things are too good to be true, they probably are. So like uh, I'll see offers out there for perpetual make millions of dollars. And the offer is this, it's just too wacky and it's too wild. And there is a certain type of person that that attracts. And I'm not knocking that type of person. I mean, there's there's a butt for every seat, as they say in the world of sales and car sales. There's also a butt for every seat and every type of sales job. You just have to be aware of what's going on out in the field and what you're up against and the way that you're being sold to. All jobs, all employers have problems. All companies have problems. All salespeople have problems. All products have problems. All deliveries have problems. There's nothing that's perfect. And so if uh, the offer that's coming towards you is all based upon perfection and all based upon this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, then you have to start questioning, wait a minute, there's nothing in, in the wild that is out there that's perfect. And so here is the things that I'm going to challenge you. Like if you're being recruited right now, like I'm going to say, hey, stop. Stop for a second and think through what's going on. Think through the conversations, think through the ways that you're being sold, think through the interactions. And if you've never been recruited, you know, the things that you you want to do is you want to start with some lists and you want to keep these lists somewhere that you can look them up. Maybe in a cloud, I don't know, OneDrive, you know, uh, Apple's version of iCloud, you know, just somewhere that you have this list of things that are must-haves versus which things are really nice because it'll keep you on track. Now, at the end of the day, you may make the decision that, but at least you'll have some sort of capability of saying, wait a minute, I have some things that I want and some things that I like. So if somebody came to me and said, hey, Scott, what are some things that you want? And I, my, one of my first answers is vacation time because I'm going to go close deals. I'm going to make things happen. But at the same time, I like my downtime. 
So like you may not like vacation. I mean, that may not be your thing. But what are the things that you really like? What are the things that you should ask for? If you're being recruited, I look at it this way. You recruit me. I've got I've got a genie in a bottle and I'm getting three wishes. What are my top three wishes? What are those three things that I got to have that I'm going to ask for? And uh, for me, one of them is step-up basis on bonus. If I close at X percent, I want this type of bonus. If I close at Y percent, I want more of a cut. And if I close at Z percent, I want an even bigger cut. What's important to you? I mean, for some people, it's healthcare, depending upon the country, the state, and the region that you live in. For some people, it's a car. Some people, it's a cell phone. I, I don't know what you are going to ask for. I know what I'm going to ask for. Now, here is the other thing. Go through and start thinking about all the problems that you've had at the companies that you've been with. So maybe you've had some over-aggressive managers. Maybe you've had delivery issues. Maybe you've had financing issues. Whatever all of those things are, start making a list of all the problems because then you know what questions to ask. So what happens is most salespeople, most professionals, period, just are not prepared to be recruited. They don't know what to ask. They don't know what to do. They don't know, like, hey, look, I want to negotiate better terms. I want to negotiate better price. And like, that can be a trap because what if everything else is wrong? What if everything else is just horrible? Uh, I, I come from the world of in-home sales and a lot of times, you know, in, in-home sales, what it comes down to is leads are given to salespeople. They're distributed. So like, you know, questions that I would have is how long has my appointment center been around? Do they have the skills to look for good appointments? You know, what's the distribution of the leads? So if you're in sales for cars, you need to be asking what, what's the order of ups? How does that work? You know, it's, I just, it's a mistake. It is a mistake to only talk about the money. It's a mistake. So the way that you get around that is you make a list of all the problems that you've had and the past and previous employments that you've had and start asking questions around those. And like, if you could narrow it down to like the top 10, there's going to be things that you could have like, you know what? I could live with that. Okay, cool. What are the things that you couldn't live with? What are the things that you're like, this is a no deal. This is a non-starter and I'm not interested and I'm not going to do it. Because at the end of the day, you're in an interview just as much as they are. Ask the really good questions, all types, yes and no, situational, you know, give some examples and say, hey, look, you know, here's, here's what the situation is. And at the end of the day, be willing to walk away and say no. If you're a closer, you're the price. If you're a closer, you're the price. And so... There may be times where not playing hard to get, I'm just saying you legitimately decide, like, I this isn't a job that I want. This isn't something that I want to do. And the company may come back with a better offer and say, hey, look, you're really the person that we need. Okay, so you come back to me. I already had three magic wishes from the genie. I'm asking for three more. You know, I, you're, you're going to have to induce my greed gland at this point, and it's going to have to be something good. It may be a, a cash bonus up front. It may be a, a bonus on the quarter. I, I don't know what you're going to pick. I don't know the situation. You know, this is all hypothetical for me. I'm just giving you a rundown of like, look, at some point you're going to be recruited and you've got two options. You can be prepared for it or you cannot be prepared for it. And not being prepared for it could be costly. It could, be, it could cause you a whole bunch of issues, things that you're not even thinking about, problems that you may have. But like you get into a job and you're like, I walked away from my previous job to have this. It wouldn't happen that way if you knew what to ask and you knew what to do. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. 
You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.